Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sun Guy Nation. Welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Sun Guy along with the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite Demi Moore movie is Ghost. Coach Mike Jones. Real quick before we jump into things with our guest today, some show notes if you are looking for some professional wrestling in the next couple of days. Tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. Slam Plaza, which is a multi-promotional show happening in Charleston, West Virginia. RVW in Scipio, Indiana. EPW in Texoma, Texas. And N.E.W. in Vancouver, British Columbia tonight. Tomorrow night, Northwest Pro returning to Vaughn, Washington. That's where you can find myself. Russell Club has their seventh anniversary, and that is in Nampa, Idaho tomorrow. P.P.W. in Bedford, Indiana. W.C.W.O. in Beach Grove, Indiana. B.P.W. in Owensboro, Kentucky. You have the uh, Primos Wrestling Deathmatch Tournament in Denver, Colorado. Lucha Libre Volcanica in Ferndale, Washington. BMFX in Lafayette, Indiana. MCIW also running Beach Grove, and that is earlier in the day at a festival. Five Star Pro Wrestling in Salem, Indiana. Backbreaker Wrestling in Griffith, Indiana. DPW in Boonville, Indiana. TLW in Lake City, Tennessee. Battle on the Border in Cleves, Ohio. You have WR in Clive, Iowa. And then Prestige Wrestling in Pomona, California tomorrow night. So if you are near one of those shows, go out and support but without any further ado, I want to welcome our guest today. He is a very fine wrestling referee out of that Kentucky Anna area. Peyton Bowman, welcome to the show. We're very delighted to have you here today. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to be a part of the Turnbuckle Tomorrow podcast. Well, since it's your first time with us, I'm going to lead you off today with our traditional first-timer question. What led you to get into the business of professional wrestling? What led me into getting into the business? So uh, I always always go back to this one match. Uh, It was in the London Ultimates Club for, um, for pro wrestling. It was Pro Wrestling Revolution. And the match was, um, uh, oh, man, the Heartbreakers against uh, Cole Cabana and Cliff Compton. For whatever reason, this match, I watched this match, and I said, I'm going to be in the business in some capacity. Uh, 
before I die. That was it. And I was probably 13, 13, 14 years old at that point. Um, but uh, so that I, that goes back to that. But whenever I got in, I was just senior in high school, 2019. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to pull the trigger. School's about to start. I don't want to, I don't want to miss this opportunity. Uh, and I, I want to be a referee. And then COVID happened, and the place I was wanting to go closed down, and so I had to wait. But that is uh, – I even forgot your question, but that's uh, what made me want to uh, – why did I choose to be in – why did I choose to uh, go into wrestling? Is that the question? Or how did I get into wrestling? Yeah, how did you get into it? Oh, I uh, yeah, I decided – and then COVID happened, and so, like, in January of 2020, I wanted to get involved, got in touch with a, with a, with a school, I'll, I'll say that loosely, and, um, and they're like, yeah, sounds good, and then COVID happened, and they were shut down for all of 2020, like, like all of wrestling in Kentucky was, and then finally, in February of 2021, I got my opportunity, and uh, that's that's how I that's when the ride started. So, now aside from being a referee in the wrestling business, I know you have a background in sort of production and the technical aspect of things. Have you been? Delving into doing that for wrestling companies, have you been working on companies that live stream or have a YouTube channel or anything like that? Yes, um, I actually have. Uh, so, companies that live stream right now, uh, there is one in the works that I have been asked to to not talk about, but I will just say that in the state of Kentucky, we're about to get a promotion that will be a very exciting promotion to watch uh, in terms of production and the quality of, of the, the the quality of what's going on in the ring. Um, so that is something that I've been asked to be involved in just production-wise, with video production, audio-visual work. Um, so I'm excited to do with that, to work with that. And also, um, uh, your mom's favorite, Henry Shaw, he has he runs Allied Pro Wrestling in Corbin, Kentucky, and um, I have been a referee there uh, for all but one of their shows. And I just recently I am going to strictly work on production there, uh, just try and help the the product book as as uh, a little better than it is right now, and just to just to put my foot in the door uh, in, in production there. So. Uh, but yeah, production is for sure something that I want to be more involved in. Uh, obviously, I don't want to stop being a referee, um, but I want to help better any promotion uh, that I can. By, and if it's it's through production, uh, video production, if it's through audiovisual work, if it's through their social media uh, uh, management, uh, whatever it is, I I want to help out with that. But yeah, production is for sure something that I have a a big passion for, especially in pro wrestling. You mentioned Corbin, Kentucky, and I once worked there for Pro Wrestling Freedom when they were running the Corbin 
Civic Center, and that was just one of the best venues I've been in for wrestling. It was a fantastic facility. When you go to these different venues for wrestling, do you have sort of a different eye than anybody else in the company when you're looking at these venues since you deal with production and audiovisual? Are you looking at the building more as how it will look if it's televised, the acoustics, the dimensions of it, how you can get cameras in different places and that sort of thing? Or is it more you're in the moment as a referee so you're not really accounting for that part yet? No, it's I definitely do. Uh, that does cross my mind. And if I'm in the ring, uh, in a match, refereeing a match, I I keep an eye where the cameras are. I say cameras because a lot of referees, we are instilled this horseshoe or this U uh, idea where you work the hard camera and you don't cross that area of the hard camera. But uh, I always try to keep in mind the or I have a lot more recently, um, the not only the hard camera, but the however many uh, ringside cameras there are. So I try to stay out of the way of them as much as I can, obviously. But uh, I try to that, – that's something I keep in mind in terms of in the ring while I'm refereeing. But uh, when I go to a show, uh, of course, my brain just being – and working in production has completely ruined, uh, not ruined, but uh, I look at, I, whenever I watch a wrestling show, I look at it with a different lens. And I sometimes, I, I either fall in love with a wrestling, a lot of the times, like trying new pr- uh, promotions and stuff, I, one, it's usually their production that makes me fall in love with them. Because if they're, if they care enough to put a lot of uh, emphasis and, and, and they're very intentional with their production, likely their in-ring stuff is very good as well. So um, I have fallen – I'm trying to think how to word this, but uh, sometimes if I go to a show and I see the tripod, like the hard camera tripod is lopsided, I just – it that is something that I, I keep an eye on and it, it bothers me, and then I see it in production or in, in post whenever they upload it or they, they live stream it on TV or whatever, and I see that the hard camera was was lopsided, and it just yeah. So that is something that I uh, I definitely keep an eye on, and I'm trying. To, is there any other part of your question that I that I missed? No, that was the basic gist of it. Just kind of how you look at venues when you go there. Oh yeah. Oh, and uh, and real quick, you mentioned pro wrestling freedom. That is that was my first true independent wrestling show I ever attended. I was at the, the very first PWF show in the Corporate Civic Center with, with Madman Pondo and Vader in the main event. <laughs> that uh, PWF is, and I'm very close with, with Juicy Jimmy Felcher, who had a, a big hand in, in PWF. And um, so Pro Wrestling Freedom today, even how it's been, it's been gone for however many years, uh, especially the original rendition of it, um, not not counting the Jeffersonville, but uh, uh, like the Jeffersonville era. But the Kentucky PWF has been gone for so many years, but still, it's a testament. PWF brought great wrestling back to Corbin. It brought great wrestling back to Kentucky, and um, it's just 
as much as I love like Henry, it's uh, Henry Shaw and, and Ally Pro Wrestling. It's everybody is fighting. All the promotions running out of the Civic Center is fighting to bring back the energy that PWF brought to Corbin, Kentucky, and and the surrounding counties like like the London Armory shows, and uh, everybody is fighting for that energy with PWF um, that that PWF brought. But yeah, it's interesting that you brought that up because I'm I'm a product of of the pro wrestling uh, pro wrestling freedom shows, uh, and obviously I wasn't involved, but it, it's it was that show that PWF that made me fall in love with independent professional wrestling. Were you there the night that Nick Iggy found his lost dog, Carrie Awful? I was, and that was a very emotional night. I was there. I was in the middle of it. I officiated Carrie Awful's match. There wasn't a dry eye in Corbin, Kentucky, when Nick Iggy and Carrie Awful realized they had found each other and reunited there in Corbin. I tell you what, man, that was like the craziest thing with that is I remember watching the PWF YouTube page, like YouTube account, and or I think it was PWF that was uploading it. It might have been Carrie. It might have been Carrie and Nick Iggy, but um, they were uploading these these self-produced videos. Um, and they might have thought, well, nobody will ever see this, really. But, I mean, that added to the story, and PWF had that just that that cult-like following where fans loved the product, and they watched the YouTube product. And this was 2000 and, what, 2013, 2012, where the Internet wasn't as, like, like everybody – not everybody had, like, the Internet at, at their fingertips and was on it 24 hours a day, and, and it was – that easy to broadcast your product out there, but man, Carrie and Nick Eagy, they took advantage of it and so did PWF and that it's, it's funny how just production and stuff like that led to that moment where, where Nick Eagy found Carrie and, and it just made it that more special. But, but yeah, I was there. That was a, that was a great, great moment. Absolutely. It was one of my favorite moments in my career for sure now as a referee one of the things that you are in charge of as the official is injuries we all know that that's part of the business and if you're long into the business you're going to have some injuries happen whether it be to you or someone in a match you're doing what are some of the injuries that have happened during matches involving you? Okay. I can, right on the top of my head, I can only think of two. Um, then again, I, I only worked for one promotion and they ran one show a month for all of 2021. Um, and so I, I guess I'm only nine months into going out and, working like every weekend um but uh my first match i ever refereed um the match was was uh the chris rose and it was somebody else that i just i won't name i'm not going to give them the time to name them um but they it was a singles match my first match ever and probably two minutes into the match uh 
Chris Rose takes a crossbody, and the guy giving the crossbody went went low. I believe he went low, clipped him, and Chris Rose fell back and hit his head, and he was he was concussed really bad. And he had no idea where he was, and I kept asking. Me being my first match in, I never thought I had to throw up the X. I didn't throw up the X. I should have. Should have just called the match. But uh, the other the other man in the ring wanted to keep getting his stuff in and wanted the match to go on. So they wound up uh, going through the finish three times and, and the guy wasn't the other, the healthy individual in the match was not, was not okay. happy with it. And he, he kept, he kept wanting to, to the match to go on. And eventually I just had to count to three, even when he kicked out. And uh, so that was my first injury uh, was Chris Rose getting a concussion probably two minutes into the match. And that was a, bad situation. Second one was in in Western Kentucky, I believe no my been yeah, yeah. It was Ashland, Ashland, Kentucky. And for FTC and ECC's uh co promoted show, uh it was a huge show. Two court Scorpio was on the card, Shane Douglas, uh Gangrel, uh, a great a lot of names on the card. It was it it, it there was probably six hundred people in that in that venue. It, there was it felt like there was 2000 in there it was just a great environment but i was the main the referee for the main event and the two promoters for the two brands uh they had a match a triple threat match and with a man who had both of the belts and but one of the promoters took a chair shot i think and uh was was busted open pretty bad and it was just it would not it was the worst it was like uh, i think of eddie guerrero um, was Eddie Guerrero at Judgment Day, and where he just like went into shock because of all the blood. It was it was a lot of blood. But that was those are the two only those are the only two injuries I can think of. Um, now I've had I've been in the ring with Jacob with uh, Jacob Ratliff, who's been on your show, and Kerry Awful tagged him a couple of times, and I didn't know that Jacob was gonna be able to continue just because he was so out of it. But uh, uh, I love both Carrie Awful and Jacob Ratliff, by the way. But uh, besides, um, I'm trying to think. No, I think that's – I can't think of any more injuries uh, that were like concussions or, or just blood not being able to stop. No broken bones, thank the Lord. Um, but, yeah, I think that's it. They frown on blood in Kentucky. Oh, yes. They're um, – the uh, one of the guys who helped put on the show was very upset, and because it was the promoter leading, obviously I couldn't just call the match because it was it was a part of the match, and uh, obviously the promoter wanted blood, and to my knowledge there were no repercussions. They there there were no fines so so yeah but yeah blood is that was one of the first things i was taught at, at in wrestling in kentucky where i got started was if there's blood it doesn't matter just call the match and that was for that promotion obviously every promotion has their own rules but if, if there was ever blood in the promotion i got started at then you were to just immediately call the match even if it didn't make sense just call the match and get them to the back I believe that is the actual on the books rule. 
I've been told a number of things, whether it be if if there's blood uh, and you can't get it to stop bleeding, then you have to call it. But if you can stop the bleeding, you can keep the match going. There's just so many. The Kentucky commission was so strict for so many years that I think just promoters made their own rules. And who knows what the actual truth is. I'm going to guess the commissioner. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Well, at this point, my co-host, Coach Mike, is with us. I know Coach has some questions for you, so I'll pass things over to him for a bit. Cool. Hey, Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most, coming at you from coast to coast here in Puyallup, Washington. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Coach? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for coming on. you got quite the story so far. Man, I'm enjoying it. I'm glad, I'm glad I can I can bring some 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 fun. And then, uh, man, I, I, something caught on just hearing you talk. You know the way you're talking about production and the way you're breaking it down is like I never really heard anybody do it like that. So I was like, you're you're unique in that way too. So that's cool. Awesome, thank you. All right, so we got some standard questions here. One of them is one of the main questions from this show from since it started over 10 years ago with over 1,700 shows is Sign Guy would like to know what's your favorite coffee to drink? Favorite coffee to drink? Yes. Ah, I see. I'm one of those guys where I, I hate coffee. But I want to I want to love coffee. But I've had some uh what's the some like Russian drink? Is it like the Russian uh um, I can't think of words. Sign guy's the expert. Give him give him a couple clues. Vodka Oh man. I no, no, it's not vodka. It's uh it's the the name of the coffee. It might just be my local coffee joint that has this unique name to this this drink that I I like kind of enjoy but really don't enjoy. I just drink it because I want to say I'm drinking coffee. Um but anyways, so my favorite coffee drink, I guess what I'd have to say uh man, uh the girly ones that don't taste like coffee but they're not super sweet, if that makes sense. It does. And uh, for, former NGW champion JB Luce once told me when I went to get a um, what do you call it a mocha or whatever, right? He's like, mm-hmm. "Don't get me no sit." He said, "Don't get me no sissy sticks." <laughs> I know, just what it, you, you you made me think of him when you said that. All right, and then uh, so. Who were some of your heroes growing up, whether it was wrestling, music, sports, or ordinary life, or all the above? Heroes. Um, heroes growing up. Let's see. Uh, in terms of in terms of wrestling, I always I always was a huge Rob Van Dam fan. Um, in terms of refereeing, uh, Bryce Rimsberg was always the guy that I looked at, and even uh like a, in fifth grade elementary school whenever I was first discovering independent wrestling on YouTube uh I saw Bryce Rimsberg and Chikara and just looked at him as a referee and thought that guy 
he adds to the match. Um, and so Bryce Rensburg was, all, was I'd say, was a referee hero of mine. Uh, in my personal life, uh, uh, I, I had a youth pastor. Uh, his name is Jesse Wright, and he's just played such a big role in, in, in who I am today and, and just in, in my faith, and that, that's a big part of my life and, and in wrestling. So uh, my youth pastor, Jesse Wright, would be, I guess, my, my personal hero. Um, but let's see. So wrestling, wrestling, refereeing hero, personal hero, and, of course, my, my parents, my mom and dad are, are just – they've always been there. Even, even right today on. with wrestling, they're, they're, my, they're my biggest fans. Awesome. What a blessing. And then, Mr. Sign Guy, are you familiar with Bryce Rimsburg? Very familiar with Bryce Rimsburg, former guest of this show. Okay. Just double second. I would imagine you were. Okay. Now, let's see. You already mentioned, you answered, uh, partially answered one of my main questions. Colt Cabana was in one of your most memorable matches. What are your most memorable matches you've either been in or seen? Been in or seen? I will say, first off, matches that I have seen in person. Uh, Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal at Masters of the Craft Ring of Honor show in Columbus, Ohio. I believe it was 2018. That was a That's always a match I go to and say, that was the best match I've ever seen in person. Um, so that would be memorable match. Memorable matches I've seen as a fan, as a paying fan. Uh, memorable, memorable matches I've been a part of as a as a referee. Um, would probably be uh, just in terms of just the crowd reaction and just the, the quality of the match. Um, uh, Christian Robinson and Sam Beal put on a match at Unsanctioned Pro uh, a couple of months ago, and it was that was it was a great match. Um, and another one that was fun and it got me some some views on Twitter uh, was Unsanctioned Pro's uh, anniversary show, and the Triple Threat was with Sam Beal, uh, M Dog Twenty, Matt Cross, and Rob Kiljoy. And in the beginning of the match, they they kept rolling each other up and kicking out at two, of course, and I was getting pretty gassed because it, it went on like, it felt like 30 roll-ups. And then they stop rolling up, and I stand up, and I look around, and then Rob Kiljoy decides to roll me up uh, without my knowledge. And then Matt Cross counts one, two, and, you know, me, I, I kick out. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to go under Rob Kiljoy. So I kick out, yeah. and the crowd, the crowd rea- uh, chanted, um, I think they chanted referee. Yeah, I think it was referee, referee. Yeah, and uh, and it was that was a fun uh, one of my more fun matches I've been a part of. Right on. Okay. And then let's see, who are some of your favorite people to work with? Favorite people to work with, um, in terms of like a ref, like a wrestling match, or just share a locker room with, or just all of the above. All of the above is fine. Um, so I'll say, in terms of in the ring, uh, Myron Reed is always just—it's just crazy. That guy is just on another level, and to be able—the fact that I've been able to be with him and, and share a ring with him as much as I have in in Southern Indiana has just been a blessing. 
Uh, Myron Reed, for sure. I'm trying to think of some more guys. Sam Bill is one of those guys that uh, is being is slept on just like crazy. Uh, he's been on impact a bit, and uh, but he's great. Uh, Sam Bill. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm sure there's there's so many more that I could say that I um, that I'm sorry, but uh, those two guys are the first ones that come to mind. Um, but in terms to like just share a locker room with. Uh, the number one on top of my list, I will always, and this is wrestling, I'll say a wrestler, I'll say referees. Um, wrestlers, Jimmy, Juicy Jimmy Felcher is, I will go down to my grave saying I'm a Juicy Jimmy Felcher guy. If it wasn't for Juicy Jimmy Felcher, I would be nowhere. Um, and I would probably be done with wrestling. I would probably just be going to school and, I did my nine months of wrestling at my the first promotion I started at, and I would probably say, you know what, it was fun. It was a fun run. I had a horrible time um, with the promotion I was at, just politics and, and drama and stuff like that. Uh, but Jimmy just just he got me and he he took me under his wing. So it's always I love. Jimmy is just one of those guys I love being around, and, and also Jacob Ratliff and Adrian Alexander. It's funny, if it wasn't for the shot callers, Jacob Ratliff was on here not too long ago. Um, if it wasn't for the shot, if it wasn't for uh, Jacob Ratliff came to the promotion I was at, he was the one of the guys who talked to me as a green ref, and he kind of took me under his wing and, and, and showed me the ropes whenever nobody else would. Um, and then I met Adrian Alexander, funny enough, my fiance takes pictures and I met them months, months before I met him in a wrestling scene and had no idea he was a wrestler. But then I met them at, at that show and got to know Adrian Alexander, or he used to be Camille Maud used to, I got to know him very well. And then through Adrian Alexander, I got in touch with Jimmy Felcher, which used to Jimmy Felcher. And, and then now we're, we're all traveling the roads together all the time. It seems like, and, um, but so guys to work with, for sure, uh, wrestler wrestling wise, Jimmy Felcher, he's he is on the top of the list. He is. I will be a Jimmy Felcher guy for the rest of my days in the wrestling business, no matter where I go. And in terms of referees to work with, uh, Sean Patrick O'Brien, uh, Ref Man Bun, SPO, whatever you want to call him, uh, he is. I consider him my referee dad. He has given me more opportunities than I can I can even begin to think. And uh, AJ Kissinger, or formerly known as Max Recon, he. He um, he gave me my first chance at Paradigm Pro Wrestling, um, my first time going up there with Jimmy Felcher, and uh, so I'm in, always in debt with to uh, AJ Kissinger and more referees. Aaron Greider, he's going to be on here in a couple of weeks. Uh, he's 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 a he's a brother. He's a zebra bro, and um, so yeah, it's always a fun. It's always a great time sharing a locker room with Sean Patrick O'Brien, Aaron Greider being in a car ride with, with, with Sean. So, yeah, those are the referees that is always my favorite to work with. Right on. Okay, did you play sports in high school or grow, growing up? I did. Growing up, I uh, played baseball and basketball, and uh, after middle school, I kind of just did baseball uh, my freshman year, and then I uh, got into cross-country, fell in love with running, and then I dived headfirst in the track. So I dropped all of my aspirations with, with baseball and 
uh, dived headfirst in the track, and I had went on. I had uh, at one point I had ten school records at my school for track and field, and so track was my track was my thing. I did the 400, 200, 100, 55 and indoor, 60 and indoor, long jump, all the relays. Um, so yeah, I was a, I was a track kid in high school. Right on. That's impressive. And then what's your self-defense background? Self-defense background. Uh, the only self-defense background I have is uh, playing tap out or just, just rolling around grappling with, with my old high school friends in a, in a basement. I have no uh, structured self-defense background, but I would like to uh, to get into uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and just, just roll around and, and learn how to uh, – to, to, to die, I would like to dive into that full on because I'm, I'm a huge UFC fan. And uh, so, yeah, self-defense in terms of mixed martial arts is something I'd like to get involved with sometime before I am too old to, to do it. And did you have wrestling training to become a referee? Um, I had the bare minimum of wrestling training. Again, where I started at, I, it was it was it probably wasn't the best place to get started at, but I, I owe a lot to those guys uh, just for giving me the opportunity. But um, uh, just the bare minimum of of wrestling of, of wrestling training, um, just because they they didn't have anybody who wanted to train. It was just mainly guys who gave me the opportunity. Guys like Adrian Alexander, Jacob Ratliff, uh, um, uh, uh, terrific Terry Allen. He he took me under under his wing and and took care of me a lot. Um, in terms of wrestling and, and just learning how to be a better referee from a wrestler's perspective. So, um, but yeah, it's the bare minimum. I can bump, I can run the ropes, I can do the rolls, I can, uh, but I can't go out there and, and, uh, and work a match with, with anybody. And so uh, that's, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. And, and then you, you know, you're quite the story, like I said, you know, where, you know, a lot of people get the unfortunate thing to see the crap in wrestling and the infighting and just everyone not working together and sort of ruins it for fans and for wrestlers and for people trying to get into the business. And, you know, what a blessing that, that like you said, that guy pulled you out of that. And for all you've had to offer for wrestling, I love your attitude and your insight and what you seem to be about, man, I'm, I'm really glad that you didn't uh, walk away from wrestling. No, I am too, for sure. It's, it's, I, I went into that, to that place. Uh, I got started at just with the mind or just because one, I was broke and I, I couldn't afford some of the better schools in Kentucky. Um, and two, I, I wanted to go there, pay my dues and then go elsewhere and pay my dues and, um, but yeah, Jimmy, Adrian, Adrian Alexander, uh, hooked me up with, with Jimmy Felcher and then just Jimmy Felcher has become one of my best friends. And, uh, so yeah, I owe, I owe pretty much everything, Jimmy. Amazing. All right. And then you're, you're from the Indiana, Indiana area, right? Where, uh, myself, I've been blessed to, to be able to go to heroes and legends two times and one of the times i was blessed to go with sign guy have you been able to go cool. be part of Her- heroes and legends yet 
I haven't. I see. I am actually from uh, Central Kentucky, so um, the Lexington area. I'm not. I'm not too far from Lexington. I'm. I'm way closer to Corbin. Uh, sign guy knows where where Corbin is. Uh, uh, I'm way closer to Corbin than I am Indiana. So uh, no, but I, I am familiar with it, and it's something. It, it's a bucket list uh, uh, item for sure. Okay. And let's see, who are some of the toughest wrestlers that you've seen? Toughest wrestlers that I've seen? I just recently, actually the last time I was in a wrestling ring, uh, got to share a ring with Shane Mercer. And Shane is, uh, got to share the ring with Shane Mercer for the first time ever after watching him at PWF for years um, uh, and watching him on GCW and just all the crazy things he's done since those Corbin days. Um, I got to share the ring with him for the first time. Uh, this past Saturday in Grimsley, Tennessee, uh, at uh, Wrestling Revolutionary or Revolutionary Wrestling Alliance. So Shane Mercer is one of those guys that he is the toughest in terms of just just brute strength can do whatever he wants with a person. He picked up a guy that probably weighed about the same that he did. Obviously, Shane Mercer is ripped, um, but he picked up a kid, uh, Dallas Troy. He is not a small guy. And his finisher is the moon salt and battery where he gets on the second rope and does a, he has him like he's going to give him a world's strongest slam. Uh, but he does a moon salt off the second rope and lands on the guy um, with him in his arms. It's just the, one of the craziest things. It's, it's crazy to watch it like on a, like on a TV screen or on my phone, but to be in the ring and to watch it happen. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So Shane Mercer is, Shane Mercer is the, the the strongest guy I've ever I've, I've shared a ring with for sure. Okay, awesome. All right, and then do you have what suggestions do you have for people wanting to get into the business? Suggestions people want to get into the business. I will say, um, I've had people reach out and ask and ask how to how to get into the business, and I will say that my 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 path into the business was not conventional, and if I could go back and I, and I had the money, I would absolutely do it differently. Um, but I just I am one of the rarities of doing it the wrong way and just having luck on my side and and just being set on I want to do this and uh, and it working out somehow. But uh, I would tell somebody go to a reputable school or a reputable 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 promotion who offers training and and do that uh, if, if you can't afford one there is one there will always be another that can that can offer good training and uh, I would also say reach out to wrestlers reach out to um, reputable wrestlers wrestlers who have good reputations and ask them where they suggest you train don't just go to the cheapest school um, reach out to the wrestlers because it's often often uh, if if I, I went to a school where if, if I trained to wrestle there, people just would not use me because of the reputation that place had. Um, so I would suggest somebody to go to a reputable school, reach out to reputable wrestlers, find a reputable school, and then and pay your dues there. Truly pay your dues. Don't don't go there. Pay your down payment and then leave and then start taking bookings because you learned how to take a bump. Uh, don't don't do that. 
it's just do it the right way. Listen to listen to the vets. They know what they're talking about. And uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still paying my dues. And also, I would say to guys who are very new in the business, or if they are, or if they're getting in and they don't like the whole paying your dues thing, or they don't they they hate the idea of setting the ring up for free and breaking it down for free. Uh, I still do it. Uh, I love it. It's became. I love offering my service uh, just as a talent, and it's, it's the the promoter, the booker didn't have to book me to be referee, but uh, they did, and uh, I'm just going to show my appreciation by by doing the the, the smallest things I can, and that involves carrying, setting up, and tearing down. Wow, man, that sounds what a testimony. That's basically what it is. <laughs> Man, you're really unique. All right, and then what schools do you suggest? Um, it's it's interesting. In Kentucky schools, I can just knowing the people that run them and um and money wise, I can suggest if you have the money, I. Go for it. Go to OVW. OVW is one of those schools where they have a great reputation. Uh, they're going to teach you so much more than just wrestling. You're going to be an asset to the company. Um, just talking with referees that work there, uh, they are adamant about production, and that just goes hand-in-hand with OVW. They they run a, a professional shop there. So, um, But, yeah, OVW for sure. Um, I know Henry Shaw. Allied Pro Wrestling is, is, is taking trainees. Uh, that's in Corbin, Kentucky. Uh, that I, I would recommend him. There's also, man, I, there's so, there's a promotion that's going to be starting very soon um, here in Kentucky, but it's it's I can't talk about it right now. So if you want to keep up with me on social media, I will be helping this, this promotion promote with their social media and stuff, and they are going to be uh, – they are going to be opening up a school or just uh, – uh, taking trainees, and they are actually doing it now. So, I, actually, if you if you are interested in in becoming a wrestler, message me, and I will tell you uh, if if Henry's doesn't work, if OVW doesn't work for you, I I have another one for you that would that would be a great fit. Um, but uh, any other schools that I can, in good conscience, recommend, um, I'd say. Uh, Grindhouse in Jeffersonville, uh, Two Tough Tonys, uh, and uh, Ryan Roberts. Uh, I would, uh, I-, I can recommend that for sure. Sweet, all oh, right. And, uh, okay. And, and one more, one more. I'm sorry. Uh, Crux Wrestling Academy in Tennessee. Uh, it's Kerry Awful's place. It, I, I've never met somebody that came from there that was not professional. That did not go into the business the right way. Uh, that was that was not a one a good wrestler. Uh, so Crux Wrestling Academy in in Tennessee, and also of course uh, Jacobs and Pritchard Wrestling Academy in Tennessee as well. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I've got for Tennessee and and Kentucky. Okay, sweet. And then I'm almost done with my part. We've got a little bit. Uh, longer left on the show. I'm sure Sign Guy's got some more, but that leads right into my next couple questions. What do you got coming up, and how do people get a hold of you? What do I have coming up? Um, let's see. 
Um, I, I, I was telling Sign Guy before the show, uh, football season has started full blast. Uh, college football season. I work for my for the East Kentucky University Sports Broadcasting Department. Um, so, unfortunately, a lot of my Saturdays have booked for this upcoming season. Um, but I will still be at some shows. So I'm not anywhere uh, for the rest of September. Um, but I will be. I will be at Paradigm Pro Wrestling in October the 14th, um, and I will be at the uh, Billy, or I'm sorry, not Billy Starks, the Big Starks brand show um, in New Albany on October the 29th. Um, there's also another show that's going to be there that I cannot talk about, but I will likely be there as well, hopefully, I should say. But that is okay. uh, because of football. Football is as as uh, College football has taken up a lot of my weekends, unfortunately, so for, for the fall at least. But, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's all I've got right now. How do they get a hold of you? Oh, oh yeah, how do I get a hold of you? Uh, I, Facebook, referee Peyton Bowman, feel free to add me there. And on Facebook or on Instagram, I am at referee Peyton Bowman. And at Twitter, I am at Peyton the Ref. So just get a hold of me if you have any questions. My inbox are, is always open. I I I love talking wrestling. Like I I love talking wrestling. That's why I'm on here right now. Uh, I am not one of those guys who's gonna treat you any less because you are a you are a fan. I I I'm I'm still a fan. So uh, but um, but yeah, those referee Peyton Bowman on Facebook, Peyton, uh, referee Peyton Bowman on Instagram, and at Peyton the Ref on Twitter. Okay, man. All right, we got a we got a fan question. He's from the Midwest over there, and I think he's cool. sign sign guy's secret favorite fan. His name is Kurt Ferris. He says he would like to know how many Papa John's franchises Peyton Bowman owns, or did you sell them like? Peyton Manning, Manning did. I, uh, I, um, like Peyton Manning now owns zero Papa John uh, franchises, yes. and I, unlike Peyton Manning, I have uh, never owned a Papa John's franchise. <laughs> okay, yeah, he, he used, Kurt Ferris usually gives off the wall questions, and sign guy, am I saying his last name right? Yes. Okay, Ferris. Okay. All right. Well, hey, man, and what a gig! You're you, you're working with Kentucky. Or what's it? Eastern Kentucky, you said. Yeah, Eastern Kentucky University. Yeah, me and Sign Guy started doing the Seattle Mariners and the Cincinnati Reds organizational report this year, and you know, I mean, that's one thing, but. Man, I'd love to be a broadcaster someday, and I got my own uh, media interviews with the NDW Green Room also. So yeah, I'm, uh, oh, I admire you for that. That uh, I'm a huge Cincinnati sports fan, so but that was uh, if if by the grace of God I can he allows me to do it. Uh, working for the Reds organization one day would be pretty cool. All right, well, hey, we're gonna have to have you on the Cincinnati Reds report. Sure, just let me know. I'd love to come on. 
What are you doing tomorrow at uh what what time zone are you in? Eastern time Central. zone. Central. Eastern, okay. Uh what are you doing tomorrow after three? I will be I have a football game. It's our it's our home opener for each Oh yeah, so. Saturdays. Yeah, Saturdays. Okay. All right, well I can record a special show someday, so yeah, I'll, I'll uh send you a friend request. But um sure. yeah, it's been a great Great show. Nice talking to you. We appreciate you coming on. I want to wish you all the luck in the world, man. Thanks a million. Thank you, Coach. All right. Thank you, Coach. Well, Peyton, one of the things that came out yesterday is something pretty much everyone in professional wrestling looks at, and then depending on where they are at, face their public opinion on it, that being the PWI 500. As someone that is fairly new to working in the industry, but someone that has followed it for well over a decade, how important do you feel the PWI 500 is as a tool within the wrestling industry to kind of gauge where people are at? Um, I think it's important to realize one, what the pro what pro wrestling illustrated is. It is a um, I'm trying to think the best way to to put this. Pro, PWI is a story based publication that just reports on the stories in wrestling, and uh, it is it is strictly how good somebody is looks in a wrestling. In, in the wrestling scene. So um, it, if somebody is, like, losing a lot, no matter how popular they are, they're not going to be on the PWI 500. But, um, but yeah, uh, the PWI 500 is, I think is a, it's a good, it, it's cool for, for, for people who are wrestling uh, and say they're newer, like uh, the one guy who comes to mind, Don't Die Miles. He's a he's a Southern Indiana guy, and or, or they are some Southern Indiana. Sorry about that, but um, but they were they were on the list last year, and they're on the list this year, and uh, it's just it's it's one of those things where say you're you're newer to the wrestling scene, but you're you are on the PWI 500. That is just something that I'm doing something right. I'm getting noticed by the right people. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, um, and I'm not going to stop grinding. But if somebody – I don't think the PWI 500 is the final end-all, be-all, but it is a cool list to look at and, and just uh, just to, to I guess, reference uh, for, for a week of the year. But uh, and it's, it's something cool to put on your resume. But at the end of the day, the PWI 500 is, is what it is. It's just a – it's a story-based ranking. So um, if you're not on the PWI 500, don't, I wouldn't be down in the dumps. One of the promotions that has been doing very well in the last couple of years is sort of a niche product, that being the Midget Warriors promotion. They travel all over North America and are in different parts of the North American continent every single week. 
they're doing very well. Is wrestling an all midget show something that you have ever considered doing or had an interest in doing? Uh, funny enough, I was there is another there is another um uh little person promotion that is in uh Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Uh, a micro wrestling federation, I believe, it is, is the name of the promotion. And I was at their. They, from to my knowledge, they became very big, and they've they've got a huge following. Um, a lot like like sounds like the Midget Warrior Federation, or or I'm sorry, I, I forgot the name, but um, that promotion. But uh, I was at their first show in their. They have a they have their own venue in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Uh, and I was I was at their very first show that they ran out of there. They had been a traveling promotion for years, doing tours all over the country. Um, but now they have their own venue that they run out of in uh, seasons where it's not touring season. Um, but is some is it is working one of the shows something I've 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 thought about being a part of. Um, I haven't thought about it of being a referee just because typically if I go to if I see each of those shows it's. Uh, uh, somebody of my size is not in the ring, um, but I mean, if, if, if somebody wants to, uh, if there's a promotion out there that that does little uh, little people wrestling, then I will I will do it. I mean, if they if they want if if I could be of any service to them, whether it be production, whether it be refereeing, I'd, I'd be more than happy to 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 hear about it. Fantastic. Hopefully that will happen for you at some point. I have not done one myself, but the people I know that have always enjoy the experience. Well, we are down to our final few minutes of the show. I want to make sure there is plenty of time for you to say anything you would like, plug anything at all that you would like. floor is all yours. All right. Uh, I guess I'll just shout out a couple of guys and promotions. Uh, first off, We'll shout out the Shot Callers. They're a tag team or a stable here in uh, the Kentucky, Tennessee area, Indiana area too. Just, just that, that those three states. Um, Jacob Ratliff, Adrian Alexander, and, and Jason Jimmy Dulcher. Uh, those guys. I can point to all of those guys for helping me be where I am right now. I'm, I'm nowhere near where I want to be in the wrestling business, but uh, I can look back from a year from. You're from this point, and just it's the just my my life's changed, and uh, I've met so many people because of, and it all comes back to these guys. But yeah, Jacob Rat, uh, no good Jacob Ratliff, Adrian Alexander, and Jesus Jimmy Culture. I've mentioned before in 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 this interview how just just integral. That's that's not the way to pronounce the word, but just how how much of an influence uh, Jesus Jimmy Culture has had on me, and so we want to give him a shout out, of course. But then Sean Patrick O'Brien. Uh, ref man bun, uh, SPO, whatever you want to call him. My ref dad, he's he's the guy who I point to and give me a lot of opportunities that I, I wouldn't have if it wasn't for him. In in terms of refereeing, um, so for Sean Patrick O'Brien, want to shout out a couple of promotions. Paradigm Pro Wrestling, I consider that my home. Uh, but Paradigm Pro Wrestling, Jeffersonville, Indiana, uh, it's it's a great show. Watching them on the independent wrestling television, IWTV. Live, uh, also Unsanctioned Pro, great product. Uh, I'm a referee for them. Uh, watch them on Live as well. And uh, Ally Pro Wrestling runs out of Corbin Civic Center. I play I play a role there in refereeing, and then going to be in production very soon. 
give them a shot if, if you're in the Corbin area, if you've been following Sign Guys since the PWF days um, and you're listening and you haven't been to an APW show, go give it a shot. Um, you won't miss it. They're on Facebook, Ally Pro Wrestling. Um, and besides that, any more uh, things you want to plug, follow me on social media uh, at referee Peyton Bowman on Instagram, at Peyton the Ref on Twitter. And then referee, you can add me on, on Facebook, uh, referee Peyton Bowman. Anything else I want to plug? Um, uh, I guess I, just real quick, uh, I'm a Christian, and if it wasn't, it's just by the grace of God that I'm even asked to be on programs like this, and uh, just just want to just just give just the time and just just thank just just uh, Jesus Jesus Christ and just give him all the glory for every bit of this because if it wasn't for him I wouldn't even be here so of course I'm gonna I'm gonna bring mention to that. Well, Peyton, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. We definitely appreciate you taking time to be with us and I'm sure this will be the first of hopefully several times to come that you grace our program. Best of luck to you with the production work you're doing at the university. Best of luck as you continue in wrestling, and I'll be keeping an eye on everything you're doing. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's been a, it's been a great time. Absolutely. Thanks, Fans, if you are anywhere near a show Peyton Bowman is going to be on, go check it out. He's a great young referee. He's doing very, very well. If he's in the production and things at a company, check that out. I think you're going to like some of the things they are doing down there. Coach, with the most, I'm sure you have some things to plug, promote. Yes, Peyton, uh, I sent you a friend request in my phone number. You get, if you text me, we can get you on tomorrow. It would be great to have you on. I'm hoping to have you, Stuart Kemp, and maybe Malaya Hasaka on tomorrow. So it'd be great to have you on. If if I'm able to be on there, I'll, I will be on there. I can assure you that. Okay, and then also you guys can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews. Also, the Seattle Mariners Organizational Report and the Cincinnati Reds Organizational Report. And then tomorrow, every Saturday at noon Pacific time, the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast. And then also the number one sponsor for for myself in the NGW Green Room is A-plus Payless Handyman Services. Don't forget to check them out, A-plus Payless Handyman Services. All right, thanks, you guys. We appreciate it so much. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. All right, fans, don't forget you can also find me at Northwest Pro at the E Peninsula Civic Center in Vaughn, Washington tomorrow. Ladder match, our very own Randy Zillers, Taekwon Bro, defending the Northwest Pro Championship against J.D. Masson's career in a ladder match of all things. So that should be huge. Make sure you join us if you're anywhere near there. If you have wrestling anywhere close to you, go check out a show. There's lots going on this week. Lots of great talent out there to be seen. And as we wrap up, we want to send our best wishes out to 
former guest of the show, former uh, host of The Lounge, SCW Hall of Fame member Stevie Jonak. Stevie undergoing a surgery today to remove part of her leg. Uh, there was an infection, and the doctors could not get rid of the infection, so they had to partially amputate. So we want to send our best wishes to her. Hope she recovers very, very soon from that. And as we wrap things up, I'll remind you that we'll be back with you Sunday afternoon with the Wild Man Beast. And then one week from today, Timothy Randall Bryan will be with us. He is the sound producer for World's Finest Wrestling. He also does a little bit of work up at WTF. So make sure you join us then. And everybody stay safe out there. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.